Hello, welcome to the Scott Gooding Project Podcast. Each episode, I'll chat openly with someone passionate about what they do and have a vision for our future. The project is designed to be thought-provoking and hopefully spark conversation about optimizing health and performance. This episode, I'm joined by the effervescent chef, restaurateur, and MKR judge, Colin Fastnage. Colin shares his passion for food, produce and flavour and the tough climb to the top under tutelage of Raymond Blanc and Gordon Ramsay. Enjoy. Well, just let me know when you finish texting, Colin. Let's go. All right, we're live. Welcome, Colin, to the Scott Gooding Project podcast. Before I start firing questions at you, Colin, I'd just like to set a uh, visual scene for our listeners. So we're actually in your restaurant in Surrey Hills on Fitzroy Street. It's uh, 414. Open for functions, weddings, lunches and dinners. And funerals? Funerals, Any, anything, anything. We feed Best for good. any function. Um, I've actually been here a few times and when I can I get to sit up at the pass, watch the kitchen working harmoniously uh, in full swing. And I'll tell you what, it works very smoothly when you're actually not here. <laughs> Is there a reason for that? Uh, well, it does actually. It works very well when I'm not here. Um, <laughs> I think just because uh, the guys I've got working for me have all worked for me for a long time now. And I think that's just uh, the way a business should run. In the early days, I, I uh, felt I had to micromanage, especially the four in hand and stuff like that. And I found the more you delegate, the better the business becomes. And I should be just uh, a bit of an overseer, I think. And yeah, you well, I've got. I'm, I'm still here, you know. They call it on the tools. Well, obviously, I don't come in as early. You see me when you came in. I was making galettes this morning, and <laughs> I don't uh, know what you were doing. Um, but I have no. All jokes aside, I have seen kitchen in operation when you're here and when you're not here. I think the last time I came in, oh, you, you came you once when we were we were overbooked. We were f- so it was, it's it cold in the shit. Stressing it was me horrible. Out. It was hard. you came one of the nights. Now we'd no staff, and we had like a B squad and. Uh, that was a horrible night, actually. Yeah. But uh, every kitchen has them. That was you, That's like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter if you're on TV or not. Every kitchen has one of them nights where everything goes wrong. Okay, well, before we go further into the restaurant stuff, I want to go back. You mentioned TV. We actually met about three, four years ago on My Did Kitchen we? Rules. Oh, yeah. yeah. You remember? <laughs> we have met before. <laughs> um, so you, it was your inaugural year. I think it was when NKR was still in black and white. Um, you came on as like this fucking villainous uh, guest judge yeah. and i got to say from the moment I heard you speak I wasn't a huge fan I thought you were a bit of a <laughs> I can say cunt because it's my own show can you say that? yeah cool you can't, I can't yeah yeah I got kids um, so if I um, yeah you kind of very cutthroat Was that is that something that you bring from your kitchens or it was sort of that was a character that you I think that's what they drilled into me to uh, they'd given me sort of a brief and every time I swayed off the brief they sort of got me back on track on that brief yeah and obviously it was the first year I'd done the MKR and then when I watched it I wasn't too happy with the fucking brief I got so I went back and said you really need to change this because it's not really I am quite honest I am quite brutal um but I think it just betrayed me as someone I'm, I'm not really. I yeah. just I just don't like... I like I love food. Food's my life. And I just don't like to see it bastardised. And obviously that's a show that some of it gets bastardised. Um, you're, not, you're not referring to me though, are you? No, no. You, you were all right. Apart from your last one, I think. <laughs> uh, uh, 
but I think uh, I just I can see sometimes where it's going and I, I just don't like it like if people are just there to be famous and don't really give a shit about the ingredients or the food or my actual job that I do spend that's my life and they've no respect for it. I have no respect for them and I, I want to get rid of them pretty pretty easy and pretty quick can, can you have you got a keen eye for that now that you can see yeah, people that yeah. are on it for leverage and I understand that's, that's that's also you know it's TV TV's TV but uh, also if you're going to go on a cooking show and you can't cook don't I wonder why you fucking piss me off yeah like I'm not really interested it's like me going on, on a building show I can't build a wall or put up a shelf so why would I go on there yeah and I'd be destroyed if I did so I just I don't suffer fools I put it that way yeah. but anyway so I, but you're, you're fair when you because I haven't yeah. seen any if I'm not on the show I don't watch it neither do I <laughs> if I'm not on it I don't watch so it so are you a bit more sort of you've dialed down that villainous I've, I've dialed it down as well because obviously my, my kids watch it sometimes when I'm on it not a lot and uh they're like, oh, you're not very nice. And I'm like, well, <laughs> and you've still got to go and buy, uh, you know, stuff in the supermarket and people stop you and tell you you're not very nice. And I think yeah. now the way I've sort of, because um, I said... you're actually a nice guy. Yeah, I am actually, sometimes. Yeah. And I, I owned it now a bit more because obviously I, I wasn't really worth that back then. And now I've sort of gained a little bit of whatever. I know what I'm worth and what all the TV stations will now pay me. Yeah. Uh, that I can, can sort of can control... <laughs> my image a so bit you've more got, you've probably got confidence around it too right so yeah we've got nerve wracking going in oh yeah one, they were all of me series one they were all of me you've a little voice in your ear that's telling you how bad you are right so you you know and you you've got a um, it's like any job and you've got a hundred crew standing around waiting for you it's not just about you're a very small cog in a big wheel mm. uh, and um, you yeah, now I know uh, strengths weaknesses uh, and what's good and what's not and I don't have to do everything someone says to me anymore whereas back then I, I thought I did yeah jump when they say jump kind of thing whereas now I go no I'm not doing that within reason obviously they, you're getting paid to do a job as well don't, you don't think you're bigger than the actual job but did, I did you end up getting any like um, coaching like presenting coaching or anything like that I did actually um, Evan and Matt Apps to two producers actually sort of because you know I'm not really a script sort of person I sort of go off the fly and and as you know it's a long day and you get all these dishes like from 9am till 8pm that night and you've got to remember what you said all day so and then I just started to visualise in my head what I had and just remember it and then go off that and that's the way I work it like I don't really you can't really make notes on your hand or anything like that no I try it doesn't work (laughs) but they sort of you sort of take down notes all day and at the start I thought you had to learn them and that's why I yeah because right at the start for those of you who haven't seen Mikey Kitchen Rules they're like 12 teams or something yeah and so each team is cooked and then you've got a critique right yeah so I was um, and now I just I, I pay a lot more attention to what I eat like because I, t- I did take the piss a bit as well it was a bit of a joke because it was TV and now it, it's a bit more serious because it pays my mortgage yeah <laughs> <laughs> and my kids school bills uh, so yeah I just uh I remember now, and I, I take it a bit more serious, and because I realise that there is a lot of people actually watch it, even if you don't. Like, there's kids come up to me and my kids swimming and talk about food that's cooked, yeah. which is a good thing. Yeah, like, there's a lot of bad associated with it, but there's a lot of good yeah, as well. I, re- I reckon it's encouraged heaps of people to be more home, you know, cook more at home and stuff. Don't you think? Yeah, I think it's uh, like even I had my kids in here this morning cooking, making galettes for tonight, and uh, they've actually made the special for today. So, guys, book in. 
there's curly hair everywhere. Nice. <laughs> um, and so over the, f- so your fourth season, fifth season? Fifth, is, is it, how many years is it? Ten, nine, I've done, this will be my seventh. Seventh year? Seventh season is the, the one coming up. Really? Yeah, I think so. I'll take your word for it. I think I think you're wrong, but maybe sixth. Um, you must have seen some royal fuck ups in that time. Oh, massive, massive. I, I had a. I think my worst one was like overcooked lamb with sprouts and fish sauce. That was me. Was it? Was that you? <laughs> <laughs> I got. Oh, I had like raw fuck ming and squid. Oh. Like no, there's nothing wrong with raw squid, but if it's half cooked and it's raw in the middle and it just smells like I don't know. Like, yeah, not like, right. Not right. And I think it's just, and people just, I really don't think cooking's that hard. It's not It's not that hard if you, if you learn the Pe- basics. People are intimidated, I think. They are intimidated, but and I think you've always got to have a plan B, and I think people in these shows only have a plan A. And when something goes wrong, they don't have a plan B. Yeah. Like, it's like... But also, like, there's producers and there's cameras and there's stress and there's time. And yeah. Like, it's it's a... You know, it's a cliche, but it's a pressure cooker. Like I was so fucking stressed on that show. Um, so if something goes wrong, oh, it is. If it something goes like wrong in your in your home kitchen. Yeah. You go, oh, okay. Well, how do I address that? I can equate it to the like when we're in the shit here. But it, the only thing is, there's 160 people waiting for you, and mm. they're paying though. It's real world, mm. and it's like real world bills. That's that's proper stress. Mm. Do they pay here? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. So Colin, before the show, there was a life before the show, right? Yeah. Uh, let's go to young Colin growing up in Ireland. I'm assuming you're Ireland. So people who are watching this visually, there are full subtitles at the bottom. For those of you who can't understand his accent, if there if his long pauses in the audios, because I simply don't understand what the fuck he's talking about. But um, let's go it's back. Quite to racist, it. actually. It is quite racist, but I don't think you can be racist against the Irish, can you? Oh uh, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> I take it, yeah. No, go on anyway, kick on. Um, so go back, where were you born? What year? Uh, born in Dublin, 1973, August, Leo, leaders. Um, uh, grew up, parents, very good cooks. Uh, everything was about cooking in our house, so that's where the love of cooking came. I uh, always wanted to be a chef, rock star or a zookeeper. Uh, hence, I've got a lot of animals in my house at the moment. Right, we all I, three then. And a drum kit and I cook so I sort of got there a little bit yeah uh, cooking back in when I grew up was a dirty word it was like the, I equated to that movie Billy Elliot yeah right remember yeah yeah people sort of seen you as a homosexual if you wanted to cook <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with being a homosexual but in a Christian brother's school you sort of got beat up for that yeah and uh, so what were you telling your friends at that point or your mum I was going to be a rock star yeah okay yeah a drummer you got bashed for that as well anyway yeah right uh, so, um, my parents were big supporters of uh, what I did, and they said, if you're going to do it, do it well. So, when I left school, which I hated school, the worst five years of my life, the secondary school, because it was all academic, and I'm not very academic. Right. I was more arts, arts right. and crafts. Not really crafts. See, so we're beaten quite badly. Yeah, I got beaten quite <laughs> badly, and I was shit at soccer. Uh, I was in goals. Uh, so, yeah, I moved to England, and I worked for Raymond Blanc. Oh, no, I worked in um, Dublin for a while in a restaurant that got mission star after six months and there was only four chefs in there and I was at the bottom of the room just getting bashed every day and then after that I worked for Raymond Blanc for two and a half years so I reckon if you're you've got to be really keen right to 
become a chef because from what I've seen I've only experienced it um, on TV pretty much but it's brutal right so if you're the yeah. lowest run of the ladder you're the dog's body you're you've got to love it and you've got to have a passion for it because it's not uh, it's not glamorous it's it's hot it's sweaty the money's crap especially if you work for me <laughs> uh, but that's the way it should be when you at the start I, like there's this whole let's let's fucking hold kids hands now and, and mm. you know poor little fella you're not allowed to shout at them if you work in a kitchen and you don't know anything why should you get paid a lot of money which is the way that they're paying apprentices at the moment you shouldn't get paid a lot of money if you don't know how to do it mm. you should and as you go you should earn but the problem is the more you you learn and then you qualify they pay you less because you go on a wage Right. So you don't get paid by the hour, and that's why everyone's leaving. So why yeah, pay? I was going to say there must be like this huge turnover rate of people coming. Well, kids, there's a huge turnover because kids get paid by the hour and so much money and bank holiday rates and everything and, and weekend rates. And then when they qualify, they don't get any of that. Mm. So they earn less and they know more. Yeah, right. So how does that work? Well that, done, government. Hard. Yeah, that's no good. Like that's the one of the big problems. And I think uh, as a kid, I, uh, I worked in kitchens. Uh, we, we got shouted at because... I kept making the same mistake and what I didn't realise is every mistake cost them money. Mm. It's like it's not it's not T V. It's what, real it's real dollars. What, what was the what was the mistake? Oh, oh numerous. When you worked for uh, Raymond Blanc, there, it was thirty five chefs in the kitchen, there was a lot of shit wow. kickers. There was like four sous chefs and sous chefs love to fucking shit kick people's asses. Yeah. Head chefs, yeah. I don't know. So this is London. L- uh, Oxford, yeah. yeah two right. two star Michelin. One of the best restaurants in the world. You start at uh, 7 a.m. and you finish at 1 a.m. Yeah, wow. But I've seen the best produce in the world. I've seen the best techniques, the best butchers. The Did best you realize at the time that nah, the nah. There was position you were in, like to absorb nah. all this information? I didn't absorb technique. it till later on, till really later on. Till but you must have known who he was or. Oh, yeah, that's why I went the there. Awards, like the mission. Yeah, but the awards yeah. wear off like when you're like tired and starving and, and just working and your hands are bleeding from. Uh, picking uh, langoustines all day and mm. prawns and breaking prawn and you get shellfish allergies your hands swell mm. and then prepping birds with guts in them and pigs with you know what I mean it was not it's like real deal cooking mm. obviously there was a bit went out a bit overboard but you know I, uh, not till I got my own kitchen and my own chefs as a head chef did I realise what I had actually learnt mm. and I, I didn't actually learn to taste food really till I became a head chef myself because yeah, there right. was a lot of it was run by fear and, and just get the job done and so do you think that's a, a skill in itself like learning to taste yeah yeah, yeah there's lots of chefs and uh, who, who dot some plates and, and can do a technique but when you taste it it's not seasoned or it doesn't taste of it mm. or it doesn't taste of the ingredient that you originally got mm. well, I think there's a lot to be said and um, I, I get told this a lot when I was younger, and I, I used to laugh at it about simplicity, and and just letting. That's all you fucking talk about on the show, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but letting flavour speak for itself. Yeah, uh, because we were all that young guy who put twenty things on a plate for no reason. Trick like, things out. Everyone did it. Everyone did it. I don't care who you are. And then later on, you, you change. And I had kids, and I, I changed. Life has to get simpler when you, you get kids. So you've almost like, would you say you reverted back to your mum and dad's cooking? Because when you come into the restaurant here, there's there's a throwback to your yeah. heritage right there is, there is uh, yeah there's there's a sort of a nostalgia that people like and uh, obviously we a lot of the emphasis is on flavour and where we get it um, like we know where our lamb fat it all sounds a bit naff but no. we, we were doing this before 
it became naff. Like we we know where our pigs come from. I'm yeah. going to stay on our pig farm on the weekend in Barrel. Yeah, amazing. And because um, they were friends with them, like we're yeah. friends with our, our suppliers. That's very rare. We know where our lamb comes from. We know where our pigs come from. Our ve- we know where our veg comes from. He's an ex chef. Mm. It gets picked in the morning and it comes here. Yeah, it's amazing. like it's not sprayed full of shit it's yeah, not as you say you were doing this before it was, it's on trend or in vogue yeah whatever, it, it annoys me that all these an idiot can't boil an <laughs> eggs now talking about oh my you know <laughs> and talking about me, and, yeah. and no detail and yeah but you live what you do you know what i mean you're healthy and you know what i mean but it's just these talking about nose to tail uh and they can't even they can't butcher a pig or they can't prep a lamb i'm like mate that's i want to learn how to do that it's, it's like i've spent time in butchers and just Observed, you're not concentrating anymore, are you, Colin? Oh, looking at the two yeah. women walking by. <laughs> <laughs> so are you. <laughs> it's, it's great having big windows. Um, yeah, I've, I've stood stood with butchers and watched, but I'd, I'd love to do it myself. Yeah, the only reason, the only way we learned was because uh, we paid for it. So you had to butcher it, and then mm. you, you make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes, but you, you quickly correct your mistakes because otherwise it starts costing you money. Mm. Yeah, of course. So um, you don't even realise, like, I come here, A, for the flavour, B, to, well, B to see you, I guess. But see, because it fits in with my health ethos. Yeah. It, I know that's not important to you. Oh. But, you know, all these, like, um, more unusual cuts of meat, where all the flavour is and where all the, you know, the sinew and the connective tissue, that to me, and all the butter, that to me sits in to my health message. Yeah. I know it's not on your radar well it is on my radar I'm actually on a detox at the moment I haven't drank in two weeks I haven't eaten meat in two weeks for a chef who serves meat all the time yeah right I just want to um, clean my liver out a bit mm. and uh, I eat, I don't eat as much sugar as I used to like I, I still drink red wine I love red wine obviously not the last two weeks I'm hanging out for Friday when I'm <laughs> going to have a drink smashed uh, I've cooked down on my sugar sugar in my cooking like I'll, I'll still have my jelly snakes or whatever that's my little yeah they're yeah. alright <laughs> Well, no, I've cut down on cooking. I mean, on sugar. Like, I don't eat as much crap as I used to, and I've lost a lot of weight. Um, I don't drink. I used to go to sushi and have, like, two cans of Coke. I haven't had a can of Coke in two years. Yeah, good for you. Um, I just cut it down, because I don't give my kids. My kids never drink soft drinks. Or, and, you know, I've changed my life because I had them. Mm. Um, How old are they now? Uh, six and seven. And I'm 43. Uh, so when you start hitting your, your 40s, as you know, you start to pile on the weight if you don't what look you after it. Well, you, you're not far off. <laughs> I'm 41, mate. Yeah. Well, I'm 44 this year. And if you don't start looking after yourself by the time you get to then, it's, it starts to creep up on you. And I, I go to gym four days a week. Obviously, I don't go as hard as you. But yeah. What, I just do what a sort t- of gym is it? It's so they have weights? Of course they have weights, man. And steam rooms. <laughs> and I do it to keep active and it's good for my mind in between, like, say if I'm here in the morning oh, at the you restaurant. You have so much stress in your life, like you need an outlet, right? Yeah, I'm on my, after this, I'm on my way to the next restaurant we're open. Yeah, right. Like, I'm just opened another one a month ago and we've got this one, which we're, as you see, we're having talks about how to keep it busy. Right. It's always, and then tonight I'll be here. So in the afternoon I go to the gym, I'll do weights just to keep me mobile and then I'll have a steam and then I'll come back to the kitchen. And it's it, it's good for my head. And if I don't do it, I re- really, I get irritated. Yeah, because you're juggling all your restaurants, the show, the kids. Yeah. And school holidays is next and, level, isn't it? Yeah, and then you've got the shit inside the show where you've got these idiots following you around with a camera and, and just point out every single thing you do wrong. Yeah. All that That's shit you've got to you. deal with. Yeah. Do you it, still get that? Not as much as I used to, which is good because... When you were I, first on the show, you got hate. I combat so. it now with Instagram. 
like any photo they ever use of me now more or less they take from my Instagram so they don't have to pay someone to follow me so now yeah, right. I can control what they use as well yeah okay and people go you put your kids on there quite a lot I go yeah they now use the photos I use of my kids rather than the ones where they followed my kids to the fucking beach and take so there, them I think there's one thing shooting you but shooting your kids is a bit yeah I don't, I don't agree with that but apparently they can do what they want but I can't take a picture of someone else's kid if they come in the restaurant mm. it's weird so eh? how does that work no I don't know um, so you cut down sugar in the cooking and your recipes and stuff. Yeah, like we still, I still have desserts. We still make ice creams. We still make sorbets. Like, but we make everything with fresh ingredients. Uh, we don't use packets. We don't. Um, I just become very conscious of, like, I don't, I don't want to be overweight. I do a lot. Of, uh, my fish suppliers, a good friend of mine, he's got diabetes. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my wine suppliers. We've just done the, uh, the uh, two charity dinners for diabetes like I'm very aware of, of what yeah. the, cause the now triggers are yeah right? but now I've got kids you've got to be well yeah I mean you want you want to be healthy and strong yourself but that's kind of amplified right for your kids like yeah so I eat well they're, they're going to eat well that was you not me yeah it's like my son he doesn't he's never had cans of coke or pop or McDonald's or anything like that like it's just not on the radar and I think that's the case for for a lot of kids, I think, but you know, maybe not all kids. So there's still a lot of work. To I be just done. I find I like I find it quite depressing that um, like when I was a kid, it, we would have McDonald's, but it was if we went to the cinema twice a year or something, and it was mm. like a treat, mm. right? I like I'm I'll have an Aporto burger some nights at fucking one in the morning when I finish work and I'm starving and I just want to, I'm driving home and I just want something to eat. Like I I'm not anti. Um, like fast food I will eat fast food but I will in moderation like very rarely but I as a kid we had it twice a year like it is shit and it's full of sugar but we had it twice a year but now I drive to work in the morning and as I drive through Maroubra Junction and there's kids eating fucking McDonald's for breakfast and I'm mm. like mate that's not that's not I find that quite depressing or mm. Mm. it's not a treat it's their life mm. Well, I guess there's, you know, McDonald's on every street corner now, which arguably, when we were growing up, that wasn't the case. That wasn't. You had to go to town, to, and especially in Dublin. You had to go to the city, to, uh, and someone had to bring get, you. Get so on your horse and the, uh, ride in. In the snow, like <laughs> sticks. But it was, uh, like I said, like, it's like drinking. Like wine, Does people say you shouldn't drink, and, you know, the, the paleo thing, you shouldn't drink, like Pete doesn't drink. Or, but I still like a glass of Pinot, a glass of red. And yeah, I mean, I'm... I'm not that dissimilar to pee, but I, I, yeah. I enjoy a glass of uh, red every now and again, or a tequila. Like yeah, everything in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> so you're opening up another restaurant? Uh, another pub in another um, pub. Liverpool, of all Jesus. places. So it's going to take me an hour to get out after this. Right. And that's uh, like a this bistro is a, it's type a, thing? Or? Yeah, it's just pub food, what we used to do a four in hand that people it's all get back to like people have got kids and mortgages and whatever want to eat out but can't afford to pay big city prices so we just made proper food like as i said we buy the meat and whatever whole we buy it from where we know we make good just dishes that people so the same suppliers yeah there as you would for here but this is a different project there's a little side project i'm doing with a friend where we've taken over two pubs right. the food side uh, it's not really to do a four foot in um so it's another part of my company right where we're just bringing you're, it to the masses an empire. bringing it not, not an empire empire's fall mate <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what's the other one Banksia is it Banksia out in um, on Princess Highway which was like the, there was the trial I, like, 
take over a really shitty rundown pub mm. where you can buy good drugs and guns mm. and uh, redo it and it mate, it's kicking goals yeah awesome what suburb is that? Uh, Banksy out, out near Cogra next oh, to Cogra oh Banksy yeah because yeah. that's a yeah. suburb yeah I should it's get uh, out more often no yeah <laughs> alright <laughs> <laughs> that's good man sounds like you're super busy so when you go out if you were going to go out for a, a nice dinner um, and not a Porto's where, where would you go? I'd have a Porto two in six months, I reckon. Yeah. Anyway, where would I go? I, I go to where was the last one I went to? I went to Esta. Obviously, every, everyone loves Esta. He does a good product. He's a good guy. Uh, St. Peter and Paddington. Right. Uh, Josh Nyland is probably the best of fish at the moment. Um, simple, simple, uh, just great ingredients. Where else did I go? I went to Fred's. Um, oh, yeah. I went to Longchim. Where's that? In uh, Martin Place. You need to get out more. Oh, it's David Thompson. Hot, hot Thai food. Really? It's like really hot, spicy, like yeah, wake-up okay. call. If I'm, uh, like today, if I want something to eat, I'll go down to Spice I Am. I'll have my green papaya, super hot salad. Mm. Uh, I do you do the whole burger thing? Like, burgers are crazy nah, at the moment. Nah. Um, a burger's a burger to me. Like, you've oh, already got a good, good burger and a shit burger. Yeah, I know, but I mean... Nah, I'd rather have uh, eat really light for lunch, and mm. then uh, dinner's dinner. Um, How'd you start the day? Uh, today, because I'm on my health kick, and I'll get my blood test tomorrow, so I'm trying to detox. So have, you, have you taken all Pete's advice? Actually, I have. Bone broth for breakfast? No, no, no. I had a beetroot, carrot, apple, a turmeric, ginger. Well, that's right out of Pete's book. Uh, uh, blended it all up and strained it with a bit of water and two lemons how about yeah. that because I'm trying to I've been reading <laughs> up on my liver I'm trying to um, boost my liver that's good mate just because I've been hammering it for years uh, um, no, that's what I had uh, and I'll have a coffee strong coffee that's what oh, I that's, had today that's not from Pete's book but coffee's good for your liver I've been reading coffee's amazing yeah kickstarts the brain yeah I have to have a coffee um, so that was all I've been having uh, what else did I have uh, what do you call it? Halloumi? Halloumi wrap. This morning? No, yesterday. Right. A lot of sugar in the wrap. Yeah, well, I burned it off. I'm <laughs> a lot skinnier than you. Um, and who's your... So, going back to Raymond Blanc, obviously yeah. he was an early uh, inspiration for you, and there must have been, since then, uh, a lot of people that fit that bill. Can you can you recall a few? I think uh, every everyone you work for, sort of, if if they're good, you take it a little bit from them. So uh, Kevin Thornton was the guy in in uh, Ireland. He's pretty big. He had the Michelin star with the four chefs after six months. So he was a um, guy who really hammered me and got me into shape. Then Blanc, who was a self-taught chef, he taught himself. He was a waiter. You had something on the wall here, hey, in the in the. There's menus. All the got all the menus when I worked there. Yeah, right. Um, I worked for Did Ramsey. Did he have his like, mission statement above the urinal one? Yeah, it's still there. It's not? Oh, maybe it's in the ladies we moved Okay, on. It's around somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> about have, talking about sex at the dinner table and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He's, and then I uh, worked for Ramsey. Um, right. But he's a good, very good businessman. As you know, TV is TV. Yeah. Liam Tomlin. So was this prior to his sort of explosion on TV? Oh, it was mid, I'd say. Mid. It wasn't as... Before he went to America, all that. Right. And is he as demonstrous as... He was. in the. I'm glad I wasn't there in the Aubergine days, because that's a different ballgame. That was... Uh, 
that was real hardcore yeah right and no, no prisoners yeah I go hardcore but his was like fucking no holds barred I fucking I boiling point days they, they were like and people just take it people just yeah because it's a CV and uh, it's, it's all and about how long were you there three days no I did a year yeah the, and they did asked get, me to did stay did you get blasted no I was quite good actually because I'd, I'd come from uh, Blanc's and I'd moved to Sydney I did bank like I could cook and I went back to it. I didn't know if I wanted to stay in Oz, so I went back for a year. Right. And I could cook, so they wanted me yeah. a sous chef. So yeah. I stayed. And then they offered me sous chef and whatever, and I was like, mate, I'm, I'm going back to Oz. Yeah. So I got my residence, uh, not my residency, my citizenship, and I went back. Okay. Um, yeah, how easy was that coming over here? Easy. Yeah, I got off a plane, I came on a one way ticket, came on a holiday, and got off with a job the next day right. there was jobs like you Where could go that? anywhere at a bank right. Liam Tomlin is that a Marm place, place yeah. yeah one of the that was the best restaurant at the time right and it was one of the hardest as well that so was how, like it was an English kitchen a uh, year yeah and, and, then bank, and then bank went bust <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then at some point you were like I need to do my own gig yeah, later on, I think I did, uh, my first gig was on Stanley Street at a place called Divino. It was an Italian, and I took it over, an Irish guy does Italian. We made our own pasta, we did our own everything. Yeah. It was good. And we, <laughs> a, we got wasted a quite a lot. I think it was just the venue where we got wasted a lot. Young, right. four young shit, and four guys who uh, previously worked for me, came to work for me, and I was suddenly the boss, and then we just go, we went crazy. Yeah. yeah. It was a good time. Well, how old are you at this point? That was uh, 2002, I think. Yeah, right. So like, and you didn't have lockout lounge. You could go out all night. Yeah, you could I remember go that, to mate. Clubs. <laughs> you could go on Oxford you could Street. Have fun. It was everywhere. Yeah. It was busy. Not anymore. No, it's a ghost town. Um, so bank, and then this place in Stanley Street, and then then when, when I was, went um, to four, four in hand. hand come in. 2004, I think that was. That was a pub that wasn't very busy, and then um, we were still finding our feet and working out our style. I hadn't got a style yet, and then I had a style, but it wasn't refined, or I didn't really know. Because that was kind of fine dining when you uh, yeah. getting there. Yeah, but it wasn't very good at the start, and then it became good. And then right. we, we obviously you get your confidence, and then you get your own style, and then you don't actually give a fuck about what reviewers say anymore. Because And actually, no one cares anymore what a reviewer says, because the guy's gone... Right. It's still there, but it's gone. Like no one gives a shit about hats anymore. Right. Like I, I was going to ask earlier. Like how do you, how do you get a chef's hat? Like is there a certain in the a a certain yeah. level of reviewer that comes around? Well, when Matt Evans, one of the hardest reviewers, uh, was around and it's time and Thompson, it was all about the linen, the the glassware, mm -hmm. the knives, the forks, the room, the way. It's not just about the chef, but the waiters. The, the it was a lot harder in 2004 to get a hat than it is in fucking 2005 you can put a burger up now and get a fucking hat because <laughs> the, yeah, because the reviewers are scrambling to fucking stay relevant with the the young because the because me, there's now like the social media that propagates Inst Instagram just shits all over it because if you mm. want to if you want to find out somewhere good you go on Instagram and yeah. if it's not good you just or look Yelp at, or yeah, wherever you just look at underneath what Trip people advisor. say you don't need yeah. to buy a paper once a week from some fucking old footy duddy and his missus yeah. who fucking is trying to stay relevant because the, the magazines and the newspapers are closing down yeah. it's all over for yeah. them thanks to social media but so has that had like a knock on effect for maybe not for you because you're so experienced but other 
new uh, oh in the Trump early Trump days I, I was I would shit my pants when a reviewer came in and, and would you be, know though most of the time yeah you'd know them oh well you'd face. know when the big ones come in um, but because they, there was only one sort of medium there was the newspaper on a Tuesday that you live and died by now no oh, one even short black or whatever yeah, or the good living no, no one buys it now I haven't read it I've talked to chefs I know no one buys it unless mm. maybe you're in it or something mm. but no one cares mm. like no one cares now no, nobody's on tender hooks anymore no so you, you now you live and die by who comes into your restaurant and Twitter's are, no, Twitter's dead as well uh, who Instagrams out that night yeah that's that's now it's like a pretty that, that news spreads quicker it's and pretty it's pretty on the on the spot now if someone has a shit meal and they put on instagram that night it goes out mm. you don't have to wait for have someone. you had that yeah, of course we have we've had good nights like no chef has a 100 percent fucking strike record it's mm. like of course you've had bad nights um we tr- and you'll try and learn from it we're, we're pretty fucking solid now our team we're, we're, we've got a solid team now we last year we didn't we weeded out the the bad elements yeah and we've replaced them with a solid what's the um, I see on your Instagram all the time like pray for Darwin what's the story behind that <laughs> Darwin is over there now I he's, thought he's, that was Darwin he's my head chef I met him uh, years ago at Taste of Sydney he was a little kid they sent in to help do the washing up and uh, it, you just there's people in life you meet who were fucking naturally gifted and I've met about five it through my kitchen whole career and he's one of them really uh, that's my kids in the background Joe um, <laughs> it's alright uh, and Darwin I uh, took to Noosa one year like uh, four years ago like Noosa food and wine when it was good yeah. not the one it is now right and he was uh, a straight 180 at least you get invited mate yeah, I didn't get a vote last year because I think they're they're gone all boring. They don't want any <laughs> live business. And uh, I took Darwin and I exposed them to the world of the chef and drinking and late nights and and you, and introduced them to females soiled and soiled them. And then we broke them and put them back on a plane, <laughs> like put in back a box together, and sent them back to Sydney. <laughs> but everyone had seen. He's now he's changed now. Which one is he? Darwin. He just asked, what's pray for Darwin? <laughs> Must have put a face to a name. Can you get out there by 1.15 or will you still be here? To where? They've got me by. Yeah. If I leave at 1.12. You'd be finished or should Yeah, just send me the address. No, yeah, it will be five minutes. Me by hotel. Yeah. Or I'll see that. You know where it is. Yeah. You said you drove past You're on the radio, mate. Yeah. You're live. Hey, Darwin. Hey, Darwin. How are you? Good. Yeah, hi. What's your, uh, is that your real name? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's my real name. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is this about? Uh, we're just doing a little recording. Uh, Colin was just telling us about how we, yeah, how, how he met you, how he broke you, how he put you back together. It's oh, a long story, isn't it? <laughs> all, right, all right, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't incriminate us. Um, so, yeah, naturally gifted. See, that, we're going to look at another pub now. Fucking, you're on fire, mate. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, well, you're making me feel fat and lazy. On fire, that you just be careful you don't get burnt, mate. That's the yeah, problem. That's it. Hang on. Nah, that's a You've six out of ten. Before. Six out of ten. Um. So yeah, Noosa's gone downhill a little bit. You haven't been there for a while. Oh, I think Noosa was like an, it was an establishment. It was uh, my God. Every I remember seeing Tetsuya fall in the bush once. 
like at two in the morning and someone else pulling them out was like fucking fine. I was like my god the who's who of, cook, of cooking is here it was the place to be and if you got invited you felt special and and then it just got raucous it just like the, the after parties that's the only reason I went was for the after parties yeah right the clam guys Cloudy Bay Clams used to hire a house a big mansion and we had this after party where there's like fucking 150 chefs there imagine 150 well, chefs in a house it's dangerous and it was 150 it. like real proper chefs none of this fucking like, messing around <laughs> and it was like raucous and then I think uh, Noosa got afraid and yeah. started knocking it all yeah. in the head. Yeah, and now maybe, I think maybe that's uh, now I think too conservative for them. They do fucking chai lattes and yoga on the beach now, and fucking you'd love it. <laughs> <laughs> Way more up my alley. Yeah. So you sound like you're busy. Lots of new projects. Um, oh, what's yeah. on the menu here today at the moment? What tonight? Yeah. Uh, what should people get excited about? Well, obviously we're known for our pig. Mitch or uh, I think said it was quite boring. But then we're a lot busier than Mitchell uh, down in Acme. He said, uh, we put, he said you're boring. We put up photos of the suckling pig all the time because we sell fucking shitloads of it. And he said, oh, Fastenage's Instagram's boring because it's all about pig, but pig pays the bills, Mitch. <laughs> How about put down your fucking Mitchin? <laughs> bitchin, Mitchin. Uh, yeah, obviously we got suckling pig. Uh, we got. Uh, you still doing the cheeks? The witch? Beef cheeks, yeah, those. Yeah, we beef cheeks on. We're gonna do a beef cheek and Swede sort of pie thing tonight. Yeah. We the way we work it now is we've changed. The menu's not really set in stone, and it changes every day. So whatever we like, or every it, day. Yeah. So we do a dish. Not everything works. So you might do it on a Tuesday and go fuck that shit, and then we'll rework it and change the entire thing, and it's different on Wednesday. Is that when the kids are in the kitchen. Yeah. Like tonight, we made galettes, a joint galette, potato galette, and I'm gonna cut it up into nice little like tart slices and we've got some uh, uh, Western Australia scampies just come in and we're going to roast the scampi, save it on the galette and with the shells we're going to uh, with the shells we're going to make a sauce and put the sauce, the galette in the sauce but the galette we'll roast the scampi on top so that's on tonight, we only, I worked that out with my kids this morning so, yeah, where do you get that in- inspiration from? oh look, you've been around the traps long enough to know what works, what doesn't work Yeah. well you hope you do um, and then uh, is there anything like unique do you know what I mean is it is there elements that you've taken from other dishes that you've made or you've seen but is there anything that there's no dish hasn't been I wouldn't say hasn't been done before you know what I mean those days are gone and you see uh, elements of dishes that other chefs do on books like books are great like people don't buy books anymore I've got a house full of books your own probably yeah just Colin Fastenage four (laughs) four kitchens just 50 million of them super dusty but even I look back on my own book which is like years ago and I go well that was a good dish so why yeah, don't we do that again one. yeah oh, there's no money in books maybe <laughs> audio books fucking telling me uh, all the money's in podcasts my friend yeah I'll do that next uh, I just um, just I think the seasons it sounds a bit naff as well doesn't it but the seasons are a great uh, like quinces are in so we've got quince tarts on uh, what else is on you know venison's in um I'm fucking hanging out to get lamb back on which is about two months away and, and you know what I mean you're always looking to the next season you love at the start of a season because you go crazy and chestnuts and fucking all your winter veg is on now yeah. and your winter food your winter fish is on now and then you're like fuck right I'm over this I need to get to spring because I want peas and broad beans and lamb yeah, and yeah. new flavours new tastes yeah so is there any I know you cook a lot of nose and tail that's what you're all about and lots of different beasts is, is there any animals that you you don't because you 
have a level of respect for them outside of the cooking world? Uh, I think stuff like I don't, I, I steer. I'm starting to steer away from big, big sort of uh, game fish and stuff like that. Mm. Number one, uh, I read that the swordfish actually made for life. So I'm <laughs> oh, you got a tear in your eye, mate. And there's a lot of fucking. It'll, mer- ne- it'll never last. And there's a lot of mercury in them as well. So stuff like that, I'm yeah. steering away from. Like I know it's uh, it's it's good, you know. But I still like to eat swordfish every now and then. But I don't really want to sell it if it's mm. full of mercury and yeah. And then we're trying to cook. We use tuna, but not, you know, tuna that's going to be uh, run out of the sea. We we use stuff like albacore, which is mm. a version mm. down or mm. bonitos. And mm. Like we use always a version down. Yeah, that's a bit more sustainable. Yeah. Uh, so is that is that one of your priorities when you're sourcing meat? Like it, it is, it is, and price is a, is a massive um, yeah. priority because if I can buy a tuna that's a version of a tuna that tastes like a tuna, like obviously it doesn't mm. have the fat content, but it's still mm. a beautiful fish. Mm. And because I'm in Surrey Hills and we're selling it for half the price you will down a key, then mm. people don't want to see albacore tuna or skate wings down a fucking key. They mm. want to, you know, mm. you can charge. Price is a massive factor, but I also uh, I want to do stuff that's off the beaten track. I don't want to do stuff like like a fillet steak or mm. f- or a bluefin tuna mm. or you know what I mean or a yellowfin. No, that you I, can I don't get. Think, I don't think anyone would say that you're uh, conservative, mate. You've, no. you're, you're off the track. Oh my! In, uh, in every sense, on glad steak that's on, you know, or bavette. We don't use. Mm. We want to use stuff that you don't see anywhere else. Mm. I mean, that's part of your ethos, right? So if you if you choose to eat. Um, you know beef except that there's other cuts outside of sirloin and yeah because it's a fucking boring world if that's all you eat Mm. and it's a pretty tasteless world if you're eating fillet steak I don't care where it's from Mm. it's fucking boring Mm. and uh, yeah like we got lots of livers on we got duck livers we got chicken liver jaffles on we got uh, duck livers and rhubarb we got uh, calves liver coming in tomorrow we'll be on liver Um, Kidneys we had yeah, on. Is that why there's fucking no one here? <laughs> well, because we're closed for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> kidneys, I love fucking kidneys. We mm. had a steak kidney I grew pie up on. With, I grew up with all that. Yeah. Liver, kidneys. We're roasting tongue. whole ducks from Burrawong. Whole chickens we're getting. Uh, there's obviously like an audience, a market for like organ meat and stuff in Sydney. There is, but we don't base our business on it because I'm not. I'm not an idiot. Like mm. if you just did it off a restaurant, it's, you'd have twelve people a night. Yeah. It's it's you got to give people a choice. We've the also people that, the people that come in, they're adventurous, obviously. Yeah, there is. Um, there, is, yeah, but they're not like don't fucking come in and cry because you can see a duck with a head on it going yeah. out. Like, yeah, and in, you mate, this, this is a restaurant. Yeah. yeah, we've also embraced vegetables a lot in in recent times. Yeah, like you know what I mean. You, we do vegetarian menus. We do. We have quite you ever been to Africola in Adelaide? Yeah, and they come out with the fucking flames fucking cow's head if you see Dun- that Duncan Duncan is a flaming cow's head <laughs> uh, yeah we, like I eat a lot more veg and stuff now and we've embraced like trying to get the coke's flavour out of it yeah I don't think uh, you probably don't get too many vegans in the house do you oh not too many but we do and I don't um, we show a fucking respect to them yeah you've got it you, um, it's a diner who's spending money in your restaurant in this day and age you, you can't be uh, dismissive to I, I just 
I get a bit shitty with people with fucking uh, fads and diets of like I'm allergic to fucking onions and garlic right fine well that's a pretty big fucking allergic mm. because most of everything's got it and then we're like well fuck it's in the stock it's in the sauce so we're gonna have to fucking rejig it the lamb's a braising lamb you know what I mean ding 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 all the braises oh no no I'm not allergic I just don't like it <laughs> yeah, but we get that so much like that no, I can eat it it's fine I can eat it but I just don't like garlic mate it doesn't mate, you won't that's different it. than allergic because allergic's a different ball game yeah. we, get, we get in a lot of trouble if someone fucking head, has head a, pops off yeah well which you know you can you can really get in a lot of trouble Sue the chefs have gone to fucking jail for that of people have died from an allergic so we take it very serious and that, that's what shits me because the whole kitchen stops to change uh, uh, yeah an element to accommodate which we don't mind if, if that's the problem but if it's because but is that something you can do on the spot or would you uh, need like you know when they call up and make the reservation if they call up and, and say it it's, I don't, it I don't works a lot better yeah. than fucking oh, but you, would, you would do that you'd make a yeah. broth without yeah, this, well, we changed the dish. Yeah, we change it in such a way that it accommodates. And we, we did it the other night, and the woman raved on about it that uh, um, uh, we accommodated. And we're like, well, you're a customer and you're spending money. Mm. And we want you to come back. Did she tip? She did, actually. Nice. She was good. Did yeah. you give it to Darwin? No, I kept it. <laughs> <laughs> bought no pa- I bought, I bought him. I bought him some wine after and prayed for is him. It, is it your fucking raging alcoholic now? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Colin, I'm not going to take up any more of your time. Uh, just one more question. Yeah. Have you, uh, what's the latest on the MKR All-Stars reunion? Am I, am I on the short is, list? Is that like jumping the shark? <laughs> That's jumping, it probably will fucking happen next year. Um, well, fucking put it in a good word. What did they say there is one? <laughs> no. <laughs> I reckon there'll, there'll be an MKR. Uh, well, every year there's a new twist, right? That's got to be a twist yeah, we, at some No, part. we've had a meeting for a... Uh, don't this year it's changed I'm not going to give that away I'm not fucking stupid <laughs> I need to pay my mortgage <laughs> uh, yeah I reckon they, they will do one everyone does one don't they I don't know watch when TV it's called ratings I'm on it. it's ratings <laughs> and the, the ratings the TV TV is getting as bad as the magazines now yeah. like it's, it's yeah. you know well, everything's mean? like everything's it's not like Netflix the old days and Stan, yeah. you know yeah it's uh, they're all fighting for their uh, position now so I don't mm. know who knows? I'll probably see you again and I'll fucking hammer you this time. <laughs> I look forward to it. Now I know you'll hammer you more. <laughs> All right, thanks for your time, Colin. Pleasure. Awesome. And remember, 414, come in. <laughs> thanks, mate. Pleasure. Awesome.